Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Yes, good morning. Finally, NBA Finals begins tonight. We get a championship. We get ready for one, and it starts game one in Phoenix. The Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks and one might be absent. One star might be absent, as this has been the story of the NBA playoffs so far, is the missing stars, not just the ones that are playing. Good morning, everybody. Keyshawn J. Wills, Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hahn, Monica McNutt here in studio. Mike Tannenbaum joining us as well. Good morning, Mike. Morning, guys. How's it going up there? Hey, it's, uh, it's, it's exciting when you get to this level of the playoffs, of course, when you get to the championship level. But you always have that concern about, okay, well, will we get the best show? If Giannis Antetokounmpo, who right now is doubtful for tonight's game, if he can't play, I mean, whether it's game one, now he's doing some stuff, I guess, on the side, and they're pretty hopeful about his availability, but we got to believe that he's going to be compromised. With that in mind, how much does it change your outlook for the Bucs in winning this championship, Mike? Uh, not for me. I really like the Bucks. I think they could beat you inside, obviously, when Giannis comes back. But, look, Brooks Lopez played really well uh, in the last series against Atlanta. You think about Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton. I think when those four guys are on the court, that's a really good nucleus. And, look, take nothing away from Phoenix. They played really well. But somebody else is going to have to step up for them. You know, you go back to that Game 5 loss against the Clippers, Cam Johnson stepped up, had 14 points, but somebody beyond DeAndre Ayton, Chris Paul, and Devin Booker is going to have to play really well for them to win the series. I just think the Bucks are a little bit deeper, they're a little bit tougher, and I think over a seven-game series, they'll prove to be the better team. Monica, is Phoenix, they're, they're favored mm-hmm. by Vegas at this mm-hmm. point because of the Giannis injury, but Mike T believes, even without Giannis, the Bucks should be the team that, that should win this thing. Mike, 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 Mike. Go for it, because I know how you feel about the Suns. I don't know. Can I – let me not do that again. I don't know if Geico's – nope, Geico's not a sponsor of this show. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. (laughs) Do not do the Mike reference from that commercial. But listen, uh, depth I question for the Bucs. They're down two starters. Uh, I think people forget Dante DiVincenzo was originally a starter with that unit. Right. Uh, And then, of course, we've got Giannis. To me – there is just so much continuity on the side of the Phoenix Suns. And, in fact, Vegas be knowing. Vegas be knowing. What's Always. Up? Right? So Always. I just I think that between Monty Williams' in-game adjustments and his game-to-game adjustments, I think between Chris Paul at the head of the snake and then the beast that Devin Booker has been in terms of scoring the basketball, I'm not sure who I'm putting on book. P.J. Tucker? Maybe that I'm uh, that is going. You want book? You want Booker to cover? You're saying, right? What's no, the I'm matchup saying the on other that way side? Around. Oh, the other way. Who's going to guard book? <coughs> is it Tucker? That might have no, no, no. But that might have to be more of a team, a team concept. And so that's what I'm I saying. I think without Giannis, defense even even more important for the Bucks than, than the, the offensive side of the basketball because they can make up some of that offense. But guys, usually it's the players who know. Usually it's the players that will reveal how they feel. Here's two different takes from two different Buck players, and we'll call this Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless, about the potential of the Giannis absence. Again, doubtful for tonight, dealing still with that knee injury. So let's first listen to Drew Holiday on how it would be to lose Giannis in the series. The way Giannis plays, there are no letdowns. He's continually 
going to the basket, being aggressive uh, on both ends of the floor. And he brings so much to this team and he does so much for us that I feel like having, having losing that, that would, that would really be hard for us. So just continuing to be aggressive from minute zero to 48. So it would be difficult, obviously. I mean, you would say that about a, an MVP, of course. If you don't have him in the lineup, absolutely difficult to play. Now, Chris Middleton, who has averaged, he's leading the Bucks in the playoffs, averaging 23 a game. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, Giannis averaging 28, but right now with Giannis out, Middleton's their leading scorer at 23 a game, and he has had huge quarters to lead this team to the finals. And I say lead because that's really what he's done. He's been the closer so how does Chris Middleton feel? How does Robin feel at the wheel of the Batmobile? <laughs> Listen to this. I mean, Giannis is out there. A lot of times we could just give him the ball and let him go to work and, you know, let him uh, orchestrate a lot of things out there. Without him, um, we have to do it by committee, moving the ball around, driving it a little bit more, playing just a little bit faster with a little bit of different flow. But, you know, I think guys have done a great job of adjusting with him not out there in, you know, two of the most important games of our season. So it's what are we reading into that, Mike? Because I'm, I'm reading, I'm reading Chris Middleton sort of saying like, we're good, we just play a little different, but we're fine. Yeah, it's a little bit of the uh, Coach Belichick uh, pregame sort of media approach of like we're not going to give away uh, too much here. But look, they're a confident group; they should be. Um, again, I think they're deep. When you think about guys like PJ Tucker, who's a great defensive player, you know, we saw him guard KD. I don't know if athletically he he, he can keep up with Booker, but we'll see. Uh, Pat Connaughton, obviously a great shooter. So I think this is a team that could beat you a lot of different ways. We saw him play really big and physical again against Atlanta. Obviously, Phoenix is an even more athletic, explosive team. But I think at the end of the day, given their depth, their toughness, and obviously if Giannis comes back at some point, I just think over a seven-game series, they are the better team. And look, Chris Paul is a great story, but one of the questions would be is, you know, can he withstand seven games? Like, is he going to be able to... Will he wear down at some point? That's another, to me, another sort of like angle to this series that we're going to have to watch. Yeah, that is definitely something he's been dealing with stuff throughout this playoffs. That was Straight Talk, by the way, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Monica, how about you? From from the difference, I think it was contrasting takes by Holiday and by Middleton about missing Giannis. Well, one's a point guard and and one is like the yeah. scorer, right? Yeah. So obviously, and I think it reflects when you think of how Holiday has played with this Bucks unit. When and I loved Jen Latta's analogy yesterday. Like it's you know it's like being a parent. The kid calls and the mom's waiting to see if the dad answers. Like Holiday is so right. If the, if the other parent's not home, up. you're you're yeah. responding immediately. And so Giannis will be the other parent. And so I, Middleton, <laughs> we've seen play free, play loose, and he actually probably has more of that luxury to do that even when Giannis is on the floor because his, of the expectation to him to be that one-two punch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Holiday, as a point guard, he's worried about setting the table, putting guys in the right position, making sure Giannis is good. And so I think as he processed and we listened to that soundbite, that's what I heard more than anything, where Middleton, look, shooter's going to shoot. Like, that's yep. what it is. Yeah, and, and he, that's what he's been doing. He, again, he's been the clutch guy. Mm-hmm. He's been, as, as we mentioned yesterday, I think the best way to describe it is the way Holiday described it, is that... Giannis is the soul of the team. He's been the soul of the franchise basically since they drafted him. But Middleton has emerged as the heart, you know, and and usually one guy is the heart and soul of a team. But here you've got two guys providing that, and that could be the difference in this. But, Mike, you, you and I, I we're going to get to X factors a little bit later on. But what I want really more right now is a matchup. Let, let's assume no Giannis tonight. Let's take him out of the equation, at least for tonight. And we all know the importance of game one and setting the tone. So – what is the matchup that you would want to see tonight 
and in this series that you'd say, you know, just quickly, the matchup tonight that you think will set a tone for the series? Let's start, let's start with Mike. Oh, I think it's strength. Yeah, strength on strength. Drew Holiday and Chris Paul, two great point guards. Mm-hmm. Uh, head-to-head, let him go head-to-head for maybe seven games, and let's see who comes out on top. But two great players, that's a great matchup for me. I think that's Monica. a great one, Mike T. Uh, I'm, I, I was vacillating. There's so many. I think Book is obviously going to be a large key in this one. I don't know if it'll be a Book-Middleton matchup, though. I think we're going to see some different yeah, Bridges guys probably guarding, on Middleton, right? right? Bridges probably right. on Middleton, a little bit of P.J. Tucker probably on Book, like Mike T said earlier. But those two are keys to this entire operation. But if I had to go matchup, you know where I'm going, huh? Matchup, man versus man, strength on strength. I'm going DeAndre Ayton. I agree there. I I agree. I do think Brooke Lopez is going to be an interesting factor here without Giannis and what we saw what he can be. Go back to that that throwback of get back into the post and be that player. Make Aiton guard him a little bit. Maybe even get him in foul trouble. Young player can't get into foul trouble. And he has to guard Aiton on the flip side. And then, right, pick and roll. Very difficult. One of the big adjustments, if you watch the cadence of that Clippers series, if if you've dug into it, when DeAndre Aiton had monster games, usually, I mean, other people play well too, but I thought – the chess match of him responding to Ty Lue's lineup changes, whether yes. it was Zubak or Morris or whatever. Yeah, they had like, to go small? Yeah, and DeAndre Ayton was on the floor throughout the series and productive. Yeah, he could, they didn't have to change the mm-hmm. lineup there, but this will be interesting because Brooke can be a stretch, yep. but he also has proven he could still post. By the way, to remind everybody, every game of the NBA Finals can be heard right here on ESPN Radio, and coverage of Game 1 begins tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern. So... As I mentioned, let's talk some X-Factors. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, you mentioned Aiton as well. Who is it going to be the X-Factor in the NBA Finals, which begins tonight with the Suns and the Bucks? We'll discuss that next on ESPN Radio. It's KJZ, Alan Hahn, Monica McNutt, Mike Tannenbaum in with you on ESPN Radio and, of course, on the ESPN app. Through his legs, pulls up for three. Oh, stop it! CP3, hotter than fish grease! Truly, he's got to win it in order to surpass and to move up the rank. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.
Good morning, Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, Alan Hahn, Monica McNutt, Mike Tannenbaum joining you here this morning, and we thank you for joining us. So we have an NBA Finals tonight, of course, on ABC, also on ESPN Radio. Coverage on ESPN Radio begins at 8 o'clock, 8 p.m. Eastern. And yes, 9 o'clock tip-offs in the NBA Finals means team no sleep. Because, I mean, Let's you can't turn it. off a finals, right? Um, I also would like to point out, as we welcome back into the show, sorry, Mike T, you're from home. Uh, the wide shot of us here in the two shot, we did not intentionally co- coordinate, but we are both rocking our coordinate. Clyde Pumas. Gotta, Shout out to Clyde. Why am I doing awkward things with my feet right now? I'm trying to show <laughs> I don't know. it on camera, um, and it just ain't working. Clyde, let me come stay in your resort. Where is he? St. Croix? Probably chilling yes. right now? Anyway, just had to give Clyde some love. We love And Clyde. actually, this, the exact same ones, too. Legit. The silver signature. Clean, white, crispy, classic. Right? Summertime Definitely fine. feeling these. So. <laughs> Shout out to I don't know if, Mike, you're wearing your Clydes today, but I'm sure I you can't show them because you're sitting at your desk. <laughs> yeah, honestly, every time I did a broadcast from home, it was usually shorts. Shoes are optional. Sometimes barefoot. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Suit on top. The business on top, and that's certainly all, all that is. matters. Um, so, as I'm mentioning, though, we, you know, champions, last night, uh, Stanley Cup Finals, there was a chance the Cup was in the building, uh, but it went to overtime. Montreal stayed alive. But that's a get like once you reach this level, you don't like ah oh, wake up and watch the ending. Come on, it's the championship. That's like it. you've got to watch. So that's mm-hmm. what we've got certainly tonight. And with that in mind, we've got a lot of first timers here in the NBA Finals, guys. We've got I mean, a team where no one has even been in a finals other than Jay Crowder, who played six games last year with the Heat. After that, these are all newbies, new faces. As you you know, we're we're used to the stars always being in this thing. People have talked about that. LeBron James is in it every year, or Steph Curry's in it every year, or it's Kobe, or it's Tim Duncan. This is a this is going to be some new faces for the first time in a while that we're seeing. But it doesn't mean they're faces that we don't know. Chris Paul being one of them, as a guy who is making his finals debut after 123 playoff starts, it's the most in NBA history. That's wild. Uh, Malone and John Stockton were behind him as they had their back-to-back appearances against uh, Michael Jordan and those Bulls. Didn't work out for them, but we'll see if it works out for Chris Paul. With that in mind, X Factor in this finals. Dun-dun-dun. Monica, is it Chris Paul? Dun. No, I don't understand how Chris Paul be... I don't understand... Rewind. Rewind, right? I do not understand how Chris Paul can be considered an X Factor. This is a very blatant key to the entire series. So this is where we get into the nuances of titles and words. Your X Factor is someone who, up front, you may not think is going to have an important role in the series. Okay. Right? Yeah, well, So it can't okay. be – I think Middleton, the X Factor Holiday. is the guy that's a difference maker. But nah, okay, that's your definition. It's different than mine. That's fine. You can have a different Mike definition Mike T, how do you define X Factor? Monica, I'm with you. It's someone that's a little bit non-obvious, so I'm with you on this. Thank you very much. All right, I'll lay out. You guys have a conversation. <laughs> now I will proceed with my X Factor. <laughs> Go ahead. Who is not named Chris Paul? Uh, I actually think uh, for the Phoenix Suns, my X Factor is Mikael Bridges. I think we've seen him grow as a yep. defender, earn respect across the league using his length. He's probably going to be the guy that spends a lot of time dealing with Chris Middleton, who is on a heater, in particular in third quarters, right? But in the same breath, when Mikael is running the floor, spotting up in that, th- that wing spot or in the corner for that three, mm-hmm. or just cutting the lane when this Phoenix Suns team is in transition, he's a formidable offensive player as well. So I got Bridges. Okay. Mike, who do you have as an X Factor in this series? You, you know, Monica mentioned him on the last segment, but I got to go with P.J. Tucker, and here's mm-hmm. why. If he can eliminate one of the scorers for Phoenix, is it Booker? 
Will he be on Chris Paul at some point? Could he even be on, on Aiton? But he's, he does so many of the little things. He's a great defender, great rebounder. So to me, he is the definition, as Monica alluded to, of an X factor. Obviously, if Giannis comes back, that changes the complete narrative. But I think Tucker does a lot of the dirty work that may allow them to become champions. And people need to know, obviously, you know Mike Tannenbaum as an NFL executive for many years, Miami, New York Jets as well. But uh, does have a lot of NBA connections as your time as an agent, so you certainly know that game. But can you make can you make a comparison to a PJ Tucker and what he would be to an NFL team? Like, is there a type of player that you add to a team yeah. that a PJ Tucker, what he brought to the Bucks? I love your 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 teammate, Al, Bart Scott. You know, he's wow. barking from day one. He's tough. He's physical. He's a great teammate. <laughs> Uh, he has great intangibles. They're overpaid and underworked. I, I see a lot of comparisons between Bart and PJ. I love that you said the Bart is And I'm the one that underworked. overpaid him. <laughs> he Mr. Can't Wait. But, uh, and I'm the guy that overpaid him. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, how did it work out for both of you? You know, if you think about it, that's a great comparison because I looked at PJ Tucker as that guy, and I wanted actually – I thought the Nets, he would have been a great fit there because they sort of you know needed that grit and grind kind of player. But he – Obviously, was a great fit with the Bucks too because he adds that element of toughness that everybody else like. Like when I leave the studio with Bart Scott, I feel tougher. When I'm walking out of the building with him, like <laughs> I can I can stare down anybody because I got him next to me. You know, like that's that's the kind of confidence a guy like that gives a team, and I do think that's what PJ Tucker brings to the Bucks. That element of toughness that almost makes other guys who aren't known as tough guys makes them tougher. Totally agree, guys. Bart, the signature play, believe it or not for me, was we signed him to this big contract when we get him from the Ravens. He forces a fumble, if you guys remember, Brandon Jacobs, that big physical giant running back in a preseason game, jet giant game. And I was like, wow, for somebody to show that sort of effort, it becomes very infectious. And you go back to that Milwaukee net series, and boy, you know, PJ is barking. I know they were college teammates at Texas with KD, but boy, he... uh, that toughness is infectious, and I think he has intangibles that are, are hard to define. But to me, going back to the definition of an X-Factor, I think P.J. Tucker, maybe not in the box score, but what he could do defensively mm-hmm. could make the difference in the series. Disruptive and obviously getting but people you know, I agree. Inspired. I definitely agree P.J. Tucker is that dude. I just kind of think – neutralize is a strong word, but I think Jay Crowder brings some of the same thing for the Phoenix Suns. Very similar. Right? Be- very similar. Both yeah. of them are not necessarily going to wow you offensively, but when it's hum- when it comes to grit and get after it, maybe pick up a foul, maybe get somebody's face, maybe whatever. Oh, he's notorious for that. Right? He's that. He's notorious for that guy. That's the get-under-your-skin kind of guy. He's notorious for that. There's yeah. no question. And you could see him in those quarters where, as you mentioned, where Middleton starts to get hot. Yep. Where Jay just gets in his way. Just, yep. you know, a couple of elbows, a couple of extra bumps, a couple of little trash talk, and 100%. try to get in his head a little yeah. bit. Yeah, now what we've seen, whether you think of Tucker attempting to slow KD, um, I can't even remember who drew the Middleton assignment mostly against the Hawks, or even whoever's guarded Devin Booker at points, the offensive player is always at the advantage, right? Because the defense has to respond, and you never know what the offensive player is going to do, even for the those that study it all best. And I think when you think of Devin in particular over the course of this playoffs, even when he's been challenged and it's been difficult, he still gets to his spots. Very rarely did we see him be rushed. Now, he might not hit every shot, but in terms of a guy that is the game is slowing down and we talk about some of that Kobe comparison, I'm excited to see whoever's going to draw Devin Booker. 
And there's no doubt this is going to be a finals where you, you there are a lot of X factors in this, but there is obviously the star factor. And, and Chris Paul and his impact on the Suns is a huge story, of course, long-awaited arrival to the NBA finals, but also for Giannis Antetokounmpo, another side story. How healthy can he get? But it doesn't sound like he's going to be available for tonight's game one. He is listed so far as doubtful with that knee injury. So we have a special look at the start of the NBA Finals with our Daily Wager NBA Finals special tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, Doug Kazurgian. Kazarian. Kazarian and Tyler Fulgham break down the Bucks and the Suns using betting lines and give you great wagering information you can use. I'm very good at putting extra letters into your last name. Shout out to Doug so, and T.Y. the road to camp continues. Which quarterback competition is going to be the tightest in the NFL? We'll discuss that after I tell you about O'Reilly. So when you need auto parts, O'ReillyAuto.com is just a few clicks away. They offer convenient options for you to get your parts quickly. Order online at O'ReillyAuto.com and pick up for free at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. They'll even bring bring it out to you curbside. Or you can choose to have your parts delivered right to your door with free shipping on most orders over $35. Get your auto parts quickly with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Visit O'ReillyAuto.com today. If you're Matt Nagy or Ryan Pace and you're walking down the street and there is a light beaming from the sky, it's hitting your skin, and that's a voice saying, here's your chance. Chicago, here's your chance. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Anderson's able to get it out, and he'll turn the corner on Ruta. He's got a man in front. Ruta gets back. Chance by Caulfield. Anderson
The call on TSN 690 as Josh Anderson scores in overtime of Game 4 to keep the Montreal Canadiens alive in the Stanley Cup Finals, beating the Lightning 3-2. The series, of course, now three games to one. Tampa it heads back to Florida. The Canadians avoided a sweep. Montreal is 4-0 this postseason when facing elimination. By the way, the Lightning 0-4 in overtime in the playoffs. To the NBA Finals, which tips off tonight. Giannis Antetokounmpo doubtful for Game 1 for the Milwaukee Bucks because of knee issues. Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday have sat for a combined 22 minutes since Giannis suffered this injury, so they will play a ton. Coverage of Game 1 begins tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio. To the NFL, Trevor Lawrence, the number one overall pick, signed his rookie deal with the Jacksonville Jaguars. It will include nearly $37 million in total value. He'll receive a signing bonus of over $24 million within 15 days of passing his physical. Better do that. With Lawrence under contract, Jacksonville has now signed six of its nine draft picks. Sports Center brought to you by California Almonds. Country versus country, you versus the home printer. No matter the competition, you need natural fuel. Almonds are exactly that fuel for the best you. Almonds are natural, energy-packed, stay-on-task, feel-good fuel to power you through. California Almonds, own your every day, every day. Fifteen days away from the opening of training camps for the beginning of it anyway, as we begin the countdown, Dallas and Pittsburgh, they play in the Hall of Fame game, so they will begin things. So we're getting closer and closer. So we rode to camp and we do that with Mike Tannebaum, who joins us this morning. Alan Hahn, Monica McNutt in as well. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. So Mike T., Let's talk about what everybody likes to talk about, quarterback competitions. It feels like there aren't as many in the league as there tends to be, but there are some interesting ones. So let's begin in Denver. We talked to Mark Schlereth yesterday. He felt like Teddy Bridgewater had the edge and should be the guy. Drew Locke, though, we thought was their quarterback of the future. What do you see in that quarterback battle in Denver? Yeah, I like Teddy Bridgewater short-term. This is a really good defensive team. Vic Fangio has a long history of being a great defensive coach. They have good young skill players, most notably Jerry Judy, who they drafted last year. So I think if I'm Denver and I want to have a chance to compete this year, Bridgewater definitely has the edge. Now, I do think Drew Locke has a chance to have a good career. Athletically, he has much more upside than Teddy Bridgewater. He was a really good basketball player coming out of Missouri. I think if he went to a different school, he may have gone even higher, may have been a first-rounder. So short-term Bridgewater, but I do like Drew Locke, hopefully to develop long-term for the Broncos. Yeah, so as I mentioned, we did have Mark Slareth on the show yesterday, and he explained why he believes that Teddy Bridgewater should get the job. I would expect Teddy Bridgewater to win that job, and, and there's several reasons. I mean, I think if you look at Vic Fangio, he's never won a game in September. So if you don't get off to a fast start, if you don't have, you know, consistency from that position, you're going to get fired anyhow. So, you know, coaches love veteran players. They, the young players will get you fired. And, and, you know, they just don't know. They just they, – there's still, they're still that learning curve that they're going through. And if you're a coach, you're like, hey, man, our back end is really good. Our defense should be really outstanding. 
Uh, we just need a guy not to turn it over and to and to make sure that he he operates the game the way it should be operated. And I think that's Teddy Bridgewater. And we also both know, all of us know that. They could also be placeholders until a potential Aaron Rodgers trade happens, which is what everybody's expecting. The theme guys that we have here usually do is the young quarterback pushing the, uh, the veteran quarterback. So with that in mind, let's go to New England. Cam Newton, Mac Jones. What do we see there, Mike? Talk to me nice, Mike. You know where my heart is on this one. I, I'm, a big, yeah, yeah, I'm a big Cam Newton fan, and I was surprised he didn't play better last year. But when you look at what they did to help him – John U. Smith, Hunter Henry, went out and got two good tight ends. I think they're going to be in a lot of two tight end personnel. That plays to Cam's strength. It's another year off of shoulder surgery. And, again, if we go back to last year, no offseason program gives him another year in the offense where, obviously, he probably had a big learning curve in understanding the language and the checks and the nuances to a very complicated Patriot offense. So I'm a big Cam Newton fan. And I think given what they've done in the offseason, I expect them to play better. I do like Mac Jones, but I think this is going to be Cam Newton's team this year. This year. But, Monica, they didn't draft Mac Jones to be the backup forever. Uh, it's, getting, it's getting tense up there. All right, so look, our teammate, Mike T, Rob Ninkovich, who has the inside track on all things Bill Belichick and the Patriots organization, said recently that he doesn't think Cam is set up for a comeback year. In fact, when he looks at the system and what the Patriots want to do, that Mac Jones is a better fit. Hmm. Mike, tell me why Rob is wrong. Please, I hope. Is he wrong? <laughs> yeah, because Monica, when he said that last week, he was in Disney World. He was distracted by his kids. <laughs> Clearly, his whole analysis was off. So I think we can just summarily dismiss that. Uh, no, I, I love Nick, but look. Mac Jones, to me, is someone I liked a lot. I think he's a more athletic Matt Ryan and long-term has a chance to be a good player. But, again, to me, this is about Cam Newton. And the fact that Coach Belichick re-signed Cam Newton tells me everything I need to know about his character, his work ethic, all his intangibles. And if he has another year to get healthy, this isn't going to be a much different offense. When Cam was successful, he had guys like Greg Olson. And, again, I'm not saying that John O. Smith and Hunter Henry are Greg Olson, but clearly those are – the tight end position is in his comfort zone, so I expect a big improvement over Cam, uh, with Cam Newton taking nothing away from Mac Jones. I, I think the, everybody needs to recalibrate after getting off the teacups, so we'll give Ninkovich that. Uh, moving on. <laughs> the spinning teacup ride, yes, your brain gets scrambled. I can't wait to get to Disney this summer. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, let's go on to uh, this. I, I really think, guys, this one is a really interesting battle, and I don't know if it's going to be a battle. Like They might be presenting it this way. But Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill in New Orleans. Taysom Hill feels like, guys, that he's got – like his role seems to be set, but they do want to give him the opportunity to be the starting quarterback. So, Mike T, can he win that job over Jameis Winston? I, I don't think so. I love what Jameis Winston did last year. He, he got a graduate degree with Sean Payton, Drew Brees – he has great talent. He's only 27 years old. If he can just minimize the turnovers, he is a frontline starting quarterback. I like Taysom Hill a lot. Taysom Hill actually reminds me a little bit of Tim Tebow. He is a great athlete, but he's straight line and he's big. And what I mean by that, he's a contact runner. I just don't think the way he plays that he can withstand the rigors of what will now be a 17-game regular season. So keep Taysom Hill in that role. Give him that package. It's a meaningful one. Going back to Monica's definition of what an X-factor is, mm. Taysom Hill is a great X-factor. 
But J- Jameis Winston, to me, is the starter in New Orleans. Yeah, and they, they have to certainly give him that opportunity. Uh, it's time for us to give him grace, give him a chance to grow up and prove it. Like, why why are people grappled, struggling so much with the idea of Jameis Winston arriving sincerely and having grown up? Well, it's demonstrated performance, right? Right, that's what it's I'm saying. But here we performance, are. And we haven't seen him yet enough to believe that what we saw in Tampa is gone now. I mean, that he has, has he been cleansed yet? We don't know, I but, mean, but you're certainly hoping to see it. Okay. But, Come on, Mike, help us. Yeah. The quarterback position is a developmental one. Jameis Winston is only 27 years old. I would take what he did in Tampa as a positive. He's gotten a lot of experience. I've done really well. Like, go back to Vinny Testaverde. Vinny Testaverde had an up-and-down career. We got him at the Jets. He took us to the championship game. There's countless examples of Rich Gannon. Look at Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee. The quarterback position is a developmental one. And I think Jameis Winston, when he went last year to New Orleans to sit behind Bree, showed tremendous humility. And I think he's going to benefit from watching for a year. That's a great point. And you great bring point. up Testaverde. That's another excellent one. Interceptions was a big part of his issues early on. And then when he, once he got to you guys, cleaned that up and really never became a bigger issue again, uh, you guys meaning with the Jets. Uh, let's go 49ers, San Francisco. You got Jimmy G, the guy that's been there, still fairly young too, got, got to a Super Bowl. And then, of course, Trey Lance, who is their very high draft pick that they're excited about. Who wins that competition, Mike? Yeah, this one's easy for me. Uh, in 2021, it's Jimmy G. And, and here's the speech. Like, look, at the end of this year, we all know you're going to be going someplace else. But if you play well, we have a chance to win right now. We lost more games started last year to injuries on defense than anybody else. And if you play well, we have a chance to comp- compete right now. That helps us, and that helps you as a free agent in 2022. So it's a win-win. It's obvious. It's You know you can be extremely transparent with Jimmy G, knowing that Trey Lance is the future of the 49ers. Keep him healthy, too. Jimmy G gets the whole season, Mike? Mm, good question. If he can stay healthy, Monica, which has been a big, as we would say, X factor for him, <laughs> it's his durability. But, you know, if he can stay healthy, absolutely. And I think now you're dealing from a position of strength if you're San Francisco, which is win for today with Jimmy G and then develop for tomorrow with Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. All right, again, road to camp with Mike Tannenbaum. We got that going on right now. Talking about quarterback competitions. Again, 15 days to training camp, Cowboys and the Steelers, then the Bucks, the Tampa Bay, the defending champs, 18 days till they open as they, of course, the Cowboys already will have camp open. They will begin on Thursday night to open the season, Cowboys and the Bucks, And then 21 for everybody else getting ready for football. So with that in mind, Chicago. I was about that's to say. the competition I think that we're all watching that everybody seems to have an opinion on. And if you're in Chicago, there really is a strong opinion going one way. But, of course, it's up to performance in training camp, and that is QB1, according to their social media, Andy Dalton, and their draft pick in Justin Fields that they aggressively moved up for, which really changed the outlook of that franchise. And, of course, those guys running it, Ryan Pace uh, and Matt Nagy, when you think about the investment they put now in this young quarterback. So, Mike T., if you're running that organization – where do you go? Who wins this competition? It's Justin Fields. I was really disappointed in the way Coach Nagy characterized things, and here's why. The best players should play, and Andy Dalton's been a, a competent NFL quarterback. Justin Fields' ceiling is much higher. The players will know. As soon as Justin Fields understands and knows the offense intimately enough where he can make protections, protect himself, know where the hots are, he should be out there. And I think that will be so clear and obvious for Jim Nag, uh, for Matt Nagy to come out with this predetermined that hey, mm-hmm. 
Andy Dalton's our quarterback. That, that just felt really short for me because your veteran players want to win, and I don't think it's going to take very long for Justin Fields to surpass Andy Dalton. Do you? Do you give credence, though, Mike T, to the idea? I think he said it on our show a couple weeks back. That Maybe he didn't say it. Let me not misattribute. Um, but the idea that Nagy is just trying to keep the Wolves at bay, like he actually knows what's up, but there is no right answer necessarily in the eyes of the media at this point. Yeah, you know, Monica, that's a fair point. But I know a lot of times when you're a head coach or a GM, like your audience is really your locker room, even though you're talking to the media. Mm-hmm. And if I'm talking to the Khalil Max of the world at, as the head coach, the only thing I'm saying is, like, we want to win this year. And even though he's a rookie, Justin Fields has such a higher ceiling. So I think there's a way he could have just said, hey, as a Chicago Bear, we stand for one thing. We're a meritocracy. The best player plays. And look, Andy Dalton, he's ahead because of experience. But if and when Justin Fields beats him out, he'll play. I just think he could have handled that better. And now... Um, again, to me, the players will be the ones that will have the, be the checks and balances in that decision. On a side note, Mike, I'm glad you said that because that is something that a lot of fans don't understand. When coaches, I think especially in the NFL more than any other sport, but you do see it in, in NBA as well. When coaches talk to the media, sometimes they're not talking to the media. They're talking to the players. They're just using the media as the tool. I can't really say this in front of the room. But I can say this here, and I know the guys will read it, or at least the guys that need to read it will read it or, or hear it, and it's that message sent. But I look at it as if, I mean, we all know CYA does happen in sports, right, <laughs> especially when you're in uh, a front office. And I'm not saying you ever did it. Maybe you did. But I'm saying that it does happen, and this is the perfect CYA. I go with Dalton. First of all, if I'm coming out saying it's a competition, Andy Dalton's already to me. I, I might lose him. I can't afford to lose him. So I say already, no, no, he's our guy. We're going to give Justin Fields time. But it's so much easier to go with the vet. And then when it doesn't look right, if it's not working, then I can transition to the young player. What's harder is to start the young guy and then he struggles. And now I got to take him out for the vet. And now it becomes, is he a bust? Did he, the kid now is wondering, what did I do? I screwed up. I'm not good enough. That, to me, is, is a lot easier to manage going from the vet to the young player in the middle of a season or early in the season than it is the other way around. Don't you agree with that? Generally, but, Alan, I, I see this so differently. I see it as a big opportunity. Chicago was in the playoffs last year. They have a really good defense. Green Bay, it's a massive question mark. Detroit, question mark in terms of how good is Jared Goff. Minnesota, okay, they have Kirk Cousins. Their pass rush to me, I don't know where that's coming from. So if I'm the Bears, I got a good defense. My offense, I have a really high – I did a great job. I got this quarterback who has a really high ceiling. So I'm not worrying about optics or anything like that. I want to go win, and we have a chance to win now. And going back a decade, guys, we took Mark Sanchez, top five pick. We won four playoff games with him, two championship games in a row as a rookie with a really good defense. Why can't Chicago go do that right Mm -hmm. now? with that defense and all the other question marks in the NFC North. We get, we'll learn in training camp if you can. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by Mako. When life throws you out, just say better get Mako and head to Mako.com to get an online estimate today. So let's go to Chicago. David Kaplan, who joins us right now in the Goodyear Hotline, brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, <coughs> more driven. Cap from ESPN 1000, good morning. You, I know you've heard a bit of this conversation, so take us into the thoughts in Chicago about this quarterback competition what do people want, and what do you expect? 
Well, first, it's great to be with all of you. Here's the way I look at it, and I understand where Mike is coming from, but this kid has lit this city on fire. If you automatically say we're having a competition in this town, it would be absolute chaos. Now, if Matt sticks to his plan and says, I'm going to start Andy Dalton, Justin, just keep developing, and let's assume that with that really tough schedule at the start, I think the Browns are in there. There's some really, really good football teams, and you start slowly. Now you can say, all right, you know what, we're handing the reins to Justin, and it's a different vibe. If you start 1-3, and 0-4, 2-5 with Justin Fields, where do you turn? Right. If he's really struggling young, where do you go? Hey, we're giving the keys to Andy Dalton. All the air is out oh, of your yeah. football team. 100%. So that's why I, I understand what Matt's doing. Hey, Cap, it's, uh, it's great to be with you. But going back to 09 with Rex Ryan and when we were at the Jets, he took the exact opposite approach. He goes, hey, we drafted Sanchez. We traded up for him because we believe in him. We may have to run the ball early. We're going to have to play great defense. We're going to have to play really well on special teams. But you're going to give us the best chance to win from day one. And it was the exact opposite approach. And I'm not saying that that's the only way it could go. But to me, if Coach Nagy had said the best players play, and you're, and you're right, Justin Fields has set your city on fire because he's a great player. He's a great person. Like, I would not put any sort of governor on him. I would just say, hey, let it rip, kid. Let's go. And the other thing is, Justin Fields, when the play breaks down, he can make plays with his feet that Andy Dalton never could. So to me... It's about winning right away. There's a lot of ways to win an NFL game, and I wouldn't put any limitations on Justin Fields. But there's one difference. When you were there in New York with Rex, and I loved watching those teams, you were not thinking about making a coaching change. You didn't have your city screaming, we got to get rid of this coach. Yeah. That was, was what was going on here. Now, in my opinion, if you're really confident upper management, I'm talking about George McCaskey and Ted Phillips, and they've got to prove that they are because they haven't won, then whatever happens this year should be irrelevant on what you're doing to develop your young quarterback. You can't bring Justin Fields in here, have him learn this complex Andy Reid, Matt Nagy offense, and then go, yeah, we went 6-11, and Andy Dalton played most of the games, but we're firing the coach. We're firing the gym. You can't do that. You now have to be wedded to this GM and this head coach. And let's not forget, I was doing some research. If you go back, Matt Flynn in Seattle signed for $37 million as a free agent. He's our starting quarterback. And all of a sudden, three weeks into training camp, Pete Carroll went, hey, Matt, I love you. We'll pay your contract, whatever we owe you. That kid beat you out, yeah. Rex uh, Russell Wilson. So maybe that happens in mid-August where Matt Nagy comes out and goes, Andy, you just haven't looked very good, and that kid is past you, and we are going to start Justin Fields. David Kaplan joining us on the Goodyear Hotline from Cap and Jay Hood in at ESPN Chicago 1000. So, Cap, with that in mind, it's something that Key has always said about these types of situations, and it was exactly that point you made about Seattle. It's when the other players chime in. It's when like a guy like Khalil Mack just kind of you know goes down on one knee next to one of the offensive coaches, looking out on the field, watching Fields do whatever he's doing in training camp, and just starts saying like, "That kid's the goods, man." 
like that kid's got the look or whatever it is. And when the players start suggesting, and I think, Mike, you actually mentioned this, sometimes the players will let you know who's the starter. They'll let you know by how they're reacting. Who is, you know, are, are they, you know, making the, you know, the, the cheers and the different noises that players make, you know, when a guy, you know, throws or, or does something special on the field. Who has got the players reacting might be also part of that decision where you realize I got to start this kid because it affects our team in a positive way. Yeah, and I don't disagree with you. You're going to have that because, as Mike said, this defense is really, really good. Now, is this offensive line upgraded? Could Tevin Jenkins start from day one? That's where they're putting him at left tackle when he was a right tackle at Oklahoma State. There's still some questions that have to be answered. And Matt has to be more wedded to the running game than he was until the last portion of last season they finally got David Montgomery more involved. You have to run the football. And if it's Justin Fields, you absolutely have to run the football to take some of the heat and the pressure off him. I can just tell you, in this city, we haven't had a quarterback. I mean, I've been doing this for a long, long time. You had an Eric Kramer for one year, Rex Grossman for maybe twelve weeks. We've never had a guy. Mitchell Trubisky, this it's never worked. So I'm going to trust Matt's plan until he gives us no reason to trust it. But yeah, they've got to find a way to get the best players on the field. I do agree with that. All right, Cap, we can't let you go without asking you. What's what's happening with the Cubs, man? Ten straight L's. You got like thirty seconds here. <laughs> I went on a two minute rant about the Yankees yesterday. They're under the Cubs are under five hundred now. Okay, the Chicago, I did that team's games uh, as their pre posts for twenty five seasons, and now I just sit back and watch this thing burning down. It they're embarrassing when Eric Sogard is getting multiple opportunities to pitch, and he's a lousy middle infielder. That tells you how embarrassing this team is at this point sell what you can you're not going to get back what you think you're going to get back for some of these guys move Craig Kimbrell admit hey man we should have moved guys three years ago when Theo Epstein said the offense was broken and we didn't have the you know what's to do it it's over I said 10 days ago before the losing streak they're in first we got to run we're going to see two teams fire sale Yankees and the Cubs it's going to be interesting that's for sure more on the NBA finals next This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.